morning. Hello, you are listening to Riverside Radio. This is the Saturday Splash. It's me, Rosie, here in the studio in Battersea on this gorgeous sunny moon. Sunny morning here in Battersea, um, celebrating spring and also celebrating Frog Day. Now, I'm going to apologise now because I am a little bit of a frog enthusiast, as you're going to hear over the next um, next few minutes. I absolutely love frogs. I'm bonkers for frogs. And last weekend was Frog Day. Now, we missed that here on Saturday Splash. We weren't in the studio last week. So this weekend, we are celebrating all froggy friends near us in Southwest London and also around the world. I have got some weird and wonderful froggy facts to share with you throughout the show. You see, I'm already getting excited. I'm already, I'm already so excited about Frog Day. Um, So hang tight. And of course, we've got loads of music to get the weekend started off right as well. So let's get on with some Skrillex. Hello, you are listening to the Saturday Splash here on Riverside Radio with me, Rosie. Now, we are going to be celebrating frog day today i hope you are ready now i'm going to apologize because we are a little bit late it was national frog day last weekend on the 20th of march and a day to celebrate all of our froggy friends around the world so we are a little bit late but better late than never because i have got some absolutely bonkers stories and facts to share with you about frogs today and hopefully convince you if you don't already love them that they, they deserve a special place in everyone's heart. So I'm going to start off and tell you why I think frogs are absolutely, they're my favourite thing in the world. And you're going to hear me get very, very excited over the course of today's Saturday Splash. I remember I grew up in London and I used to love watching the nature documentaries, watching David Attenborough out in Africa and in the Amazon rainforest. And I remember looking around London thinking, oh, there's not that much nature around me. There's no cheetahs, there's no elephants, there's no parrots. Um, And I remember one day going to a nature park near where I lived in northwest London at the time called Camley Street. And I remember going there and I was only little with my school group and we did a pond dipping session and completely surprised me to see this absolutely gigantic frog turn up in our little net. And we all went berserk, as you can imagine. And it just was a sudden trigger for me that actually there's loads of nature around us in London. And as I've grown up, um, these little froggy friends have definitely remained a firm favourite. And I just absolutely love them. I think they're so cool, the way that they sort of sit there and stare at you, their slimy skin. I think it's fantastic. And I am going to be sharing with you a few different froggy species from around the world. And I thought a way to do this, because I do (laughs) clearly really like frogs, um, I've converted them into superheroes. So over the over the Saturday splash today, I have chosen a few different superheroes that I would like to join my froggy. I'm going to call it my froggy army, and each of these superheroes corresponds very very nicely to a weird superhero frog out there somewhere in the world that has these strange superpowers. Um, so we're going to be getting into that um, uh, just after Griff and Sigrid. Welcome back. You're listening to the Saturday Splash. Now, if you've not listened to this show before, you are about to realise that this is the part of Riverside Radio where we get hands on in nature and we talk about all sorts of weird and wonderful living things, sometimes in southwest London, close to where we are, but sometimes opening up to the world. And my name is Rosie. I am a bit of a nature nerd and I've chosen my favourite topic for today because of National Frog Day last week. Now, did you know 
When you've got a group of animals, we, we call that group of animals maybe a certain name. So let's take cows, for example. We'd say a herd of cows. Or if we had dogs, we'd say a pack of dogs or a swarm of bees. You know, that kind of thing. Did you know that for frogs, the correct name for a group of frogs is an army of frogs? And that made me think, right, if I was going to be putting together my own army of frogs... There'd be certain ones that I'd want to have in there. So I've chosen a few different species of, sp- of frog, even, that have been inspired by different superheroes from across f- lots of different superhero worlds to join my army of frogs here for National Frog Day. Now, the first superhero that I've been inspired by, you might need to cast your minds a little bit back from this one. Do you remember... Poison Ivy. Poison Ivy was from the Batman comics. I'm not sure if Poison Ivy has appeared in any of the films. Some of you might know that. Poison Ivy was able to kind of control plants, was super, super smart, really interested in plants. But one of the best abilities of Poison Ivy was that they could secrete toxins and control the minds of their enemies. So that was Poison Ivy. So I went, okay, Poison Ivy, I see you there. I need a frog that can do a similar thing. Now, you might be able to see where this one is going. My first frog that is joining my super army is the Poison dart frog. Now, I'm sure you've seen pictures of poison dart frogs from across the internet and that kind of thing. These are the really, really brightly coloured ones. They might be bright blue, bright red, bright green. And these bright colours are warning anything around that these are small and deadly. So, for example, um, they're really, really tiny. If you imagine 1.5 centimetres, you could even look at your fingernails and that's probably about 1.5 centimetres long. Really, really tiny frogs. One of them, the golden poison dart frog, has enough poison in it to kill 10 people. So that tiny little frog absolutely incredible superpowers i definitely want that on my team now they're only going to be poisonous if you eat them for most of the species anyway so you know we don't have to worry about them they're over in south america anyway so definitely in south southwest london we don't need to worry too much about them and they probably get that that poison that probably comes from some of the food that they eat so they eat lots of lovely insects and those insects eat plants and actually scientists think that those poisons come from the plants and build up in the food chain now even though they are deadly they do have a bit of a soft side now i know it is mother's day coming up tomorrow so i want to tell you a story about some of the mothers of the poison dart frogs so you can imagine they've laid their lovely eggs Um, And they lay their eggs in damp places. So it might be tree roots, on leaves. And when those eggs start to hatch into tiny tadpoles, sometimes those tadpoles don't get along too well. Sometimes the tadpoles might actually try to eat each other. So mum and dad frog, the parent frogs, go, well, this is no good. We're going to need to break you up. So what the frogs do, the parents, is they go, they encourage the tadpole up onto their back And they give them a bit of a piggyback to their own tiny little pool of water where that tadpole can swim along, not eat its brothers and sisters and grow into a lovely little froggy. So there we go. The poison dart frog, very, very deadly. Definitely going to be in my super froggy army, but lovely parents as well. Now, the next one we're going to be talking about, I'm going to tell you the superhero first. We're going to be talking about, have you seen The Incredibles? I'm sure you've seen The Incredibles. We're going to be talking about Violet from The Incredibles. Which froggy has similar powers to Violet? We'll find out after some rudimental. 
Hey, welcome back. Now, before the break there, I challenged you to have a little think about the Incredibles film. I'm sure you've seen The Incredibles, a family of superheroes, and the daughter, Violet. Now, what was the daughter's superpower and how does that get us back to frogs for National Frog Day? Well, you might remember Violet was this kind of shy teenager and had the ability to become invisible. Now, you're probably thinking, Rosie, don't tell me that there's an invisible frog. Well, almost, almost, almost. This is probably my favourite type of frog, so I get very, very excited. I'm going to have to calm myself down. This is something called the glass frog. Now, when you first see the glass frog, again, from South America in the Amazon, beautiful, bright green, huge eyes. It looks kind of like your average frog at first. But then, if you were to turn this frog under, over, and you were to have a look at its belly you would actually be able to see right through this frog's skin. And you can see its internal organs. You can see their heart beating. You can see their digestive system. And I was actually really lucky myself to be out in South America on holiday a few years ago. And I saw one of these and I thought it couldn't be true. No way is this actually true. And lo and behold... We had a look at his belly and you could see through this frog into its organs. And I just thought that's absolutely bonkers. Why does the world need a see-through frog? Well, I there's lots of reasons. Scientists think that this is actually really helpful. A little bit like a camouflage. So whilst they're not completely see-through, you can't just see straight through them. Like Violet from The Inv- Incredibles is probably a little, bit of, a little better at becoming invisible. Scientists think that this kind of translucency, so almost see-throughness, helps to break up their outline a bit and blend in with their background. So if they're hanging out on a leaf, it's going to be hard to see them. So there we go. The glass frog, almost invisible frog, is going to be joining my froggy army for Frog Day this weekend. We're going to come back a little bit later and talk about how the Hulk fits into all of this. But first, a quick break. Hello again. You're listening to the Saturday Splash here on Riverside Radio with me, Rosie, and we are talking frogs. Happy Frog Day. It was last weekend on the 20th of March. And today I am amassing my own superhero froggy army. So already we've had a Violet from the Incredibles frog. Violet's superpower was becoming invisible. So we had the glass frog that is kind of see-through. We've had another frog as well, which was kind of inspired by poison ivy, which was the poison dart frog. But now I'd like to introduce you to our Hulk frog. Now, most frogs are relatively small. You could imagine if you had a frog in your hand, you know, kind of at the size of your palm. The Hulk one that I'm about to tell you about is called the Goliath frog. Now, To imagine how big this frog is, I want you to imagine picking up a bag of sugar, a kilogram bag of sugar. That's quite a lot, right? Now I want you to imagine adding two more. So now in your hands, you are holding three bags of sugar. You've got three kilograms in your hands. And now imagine that's a frog. Yes, there is a species of frog out there, which I'm calling my Hulk frog. It is the Goliath frog and it is quite chonky. It can get up to three um, and a quarter kilograms, about 30 centimetres long. So that's about the length of, you know, your average ruler that you might see in a classroom. Massive. Now, this frog you'd find in Africa. So maybe in Cameroon and around other countries in mid-Africa there. And unlike most other frogs, this one doesn't actually make any noise. So it's a bit of a quiet giant But what it does do is a bit of a construction worker. So this frog 
it makes a nest. And to help it make a nest where it's going to lay its eggs, it needs to clear lots and lots of space. So actually, it uses its size to kind of move out of areas of rocks and logs and other bits and pieces to create a nice little nest. There's space for them to lay their eggs. But then that's not it. So their size is useful for that. But then also, they use that chunky size to defend their babies. That's what they're really good at. A bit like the Hulk. So if we think about the Hulk, I'm sure we all know the Hulk. The Hulk is huge. It's green. Um, It's quite a friendly Hulk. Generally, is protecting. A bit like our Goliath frog. Um, And is absolutely massive and crashing around, just like the Goliath frog does too. Now, something else that I find a bit incredible about our Goliath frog is what they eat. So you're thinking, right, it's, it's, a, it's a big frog. It must eat quite a lot. What does it eat? Most frogs eat things like spiders and worms. You probably won't be too surprised. Little insects and things like that. The Goliath frog does eat those things too, but because it's so big, it's been found to sometimes eat baby turtles, snakes, and even sometimes small mammals. So one report says that a Goliath frog was once found with a small bat inside its stomach. How on earth that happened, I have no idea. But there we go. Our Goliath frog is joining our froggy army. It's going to be taking on the role of the Hulk, crashing around, protecting its babies and having a lovely time. Now, the next frog that I'm going to be telling you about, I'm going to give a bit of a disclaimer on this one because it is, it's sometimes known as the horror frog. It's a bit gruesome. It's a bit weird. um, But I think you're going to love it anyway. And we'll hear more about that. That was Into the Unknown from Frozen 2 featuring the amazing Indina Menzel there. Now, that is a little bit of a teaser for a frog that we are going to be talking about in just a few moments. But yeah, if you've just joined us, Welcome to the Saturday Splash. We are talking all about frogs um, for National Frog Day. And I've been building my own froggy army inspired by superheroes. Now, before we heard um, Into the Unknown there, I gave you a little bit of a teaser that this next frog that I'm going to be talking about is the most gruesome one. It's sometimes called the horror frog. Um, and it's based on, it's inspired today, the superhero Wolverine. Now, I'm sure you all know Wolverine. Wolverine is a fantastic, from the comic books all the way into the films, um, fantastic. Now, um, Wolverine has lots of incredible powers. Um, Self-regeneration can heal, but also these fantastic claws, of course, that shoot out of the the kind of... um, the wrists, not the wrists, the hands for Wolverine to go around and defend himself and defend other people. Now... Let's take this to the frog world. I'd like to introduce you to the hairy frog. Now, one cool thing about these frogs is that they do look really hairy. Um, for the males, at least, along their back and along their side, they look it looks like they're just covered in hair. It's actually thought that these hairy things actually help get the frog oxygen underwater. It helps them to breathe. So that's pretty cool in itself. But the thing where it becomes a little bit gross is that because the males of this species hang around to look after their frogs, their little baby frogs born until that hatches, they need to be able to defend them. So if this frog is threatened, this is where it gets gross, it actually breaks the bones in its hands and feet and forces those bones out through its skin and uses them like claws, just like Wolverine. 
And what it can do is it uses them like claws to defend itself, to defend its babies. And then when it's ready, it would retract those bones back into its body and the skin will heal. It's quite a dramatic way to protect yourself, don't you think? But there you go, inspired by Wolverine. And yeah, they will heal themselves from where those cl- the, the bones were poking through their skin. And yeah, the males will do that to protect their frog spawn. Now, if you ever see a picture of a hairy frog, they do look quite funny because they are covered in hair. So perfectly based on Wolverine. So they're going to be joining our froggy army. And another one. So we did just hear... Um, a song from Frozen there just before the break from Frozen 2. My next superhero is kind of, oh, is it a superhero? I'll let you decide, is Elsa. I'm sure lots of you are familiar with Frozen's Elsa. Elsa has this ability to freeze things. Elsa's really good. Um, that is her thing. The cold doesn't bother her. She goes around freezing everything. I'm sure you know Elsa. You don't need me to tell you. So how does a frog do this? Okay, well, there are a few species of frogs. Now, when it gets cold, um, perhaps it is coming into winter and it's getting colder and colder, they can actually survive being frozen. So if you imagine the temperature dropping in your ponds nearby, um, they need to be able to survive that. So actually what they do is these frogs, and there might be marsh frogs, wood frogs, there's a few other frogs that do this, is they kind of slowly shut down their body. And they can do this because they've got lots of glucose in their bodies, lots of sugars that slows down that freezing. But eventually, they will become 70% frozen, like a frozen little frog just there at the bottom of your pond. And even the heart stops. And it's almost like it's dead, but it's not dead. It is alive because when it starts to warm up outside a little bit like it is at the moment, slowly, slowly, they will start to thaw. They will start to defrost. The heart will start pumping again. And after a little while, it's ready to go. And it can spend weeks and weeks and weeks frozen like that. And it can do it year in, year out. Brilliant frozen abilities. So there we go. We've got um, the Wolverine frog or the horror frog, or the hairy frog is joining us. And we've got the marsh frog, inspired by Frozen's Elsa, that can become completely frozen, and then thaw, and then go about its froggy business. We've got one final froggy superhero coming up after Marshmallow and the Jonas Brothers. Welcome back to Saturday Splash here with Rosie. And we are still talking frogs. Of course we are. Um, It is, it was National Frog Day. And I have been comparing some weird and wonderful species of frogs to superheroes out there and building my own little frog super army. And the final one, the final superhero I'd like to base this on, and it's going to get a bit bit cheesy here, is superheroes everywhere. It is Mother's Day tomorrow, of course it is, and they are the true superheroes. I'm sure lots of you know mums around you. They're always working so hard, aren't they? So, our final froggy superhero is inspired by those mums that are going above and beyond to look after their little ones. So let's think about the life cycle of a frog. I'm sure you're all familiar with it. You've got little frog spawn, that's the eggs, They'll hatch into tadpoles and they swim around with their nice long tails. Then they start to grow legs, usually, and they become little tiny frogs. And then when they become adult frogs, they leave the water and the cycle can start again. That's typically what happens. I'd like you to meet the gastric 
breeding frog. That is the name of this frog, where the mums have just taken dedication to a whole new level. The gastric breeding frog mums decided that no ponds were going to be safe enough for their little precious babies. So they decided instead to swallow them. So the gastric breeding frog, the mums would swallow up the babies, but of course they didn't want to eat the babies, so they actually turned their digestive system off, so they weren't eating at all, and they kept the babies safe in like their throat and stomach. And the babies would go through the tadpole stage, and then they'd grow the legs and become tiny little froglets, and then when they're ready, mum opens up her mouth, and out the tiny little frogs pop, ready to explore the whole world. So there you go, our final superhero frog joining our army of frogs for National Frogs Day. Now, this story, though, does come with a little bit of a sad note as well, because that species of frog, there were two of them that did that in Australia. They actually went extinct in the 1980s, and that is a bit of a common story for frogs all around the world. They are really, really vulnerable to different changes in the environment and also to certain different illnesses as well. But there is lots that we can do to help little froggies out there. Now, we're here in southwest London, of course. And there is all sorts of things going on to help frogs around us in South West London. For example, you may have heard of something called the Toads on Roads project. This is something that's been established by an organisation called Frog Life. Now, Frog Life, of course, as you can imagine, love to look after all the frogs and toads around the country, but particularly here in South West London um, and sites across across, um, the South East. They have identified areas where frogs travel quite frequently across roads. One thing that frogs will do is they go back to the same pond each time they're ready to lay their eggs. So those routes that they like to use are well established. But if those routes are traffic routes and there's lots of cars going up and down them, not so good for the frogs. So what the Toads on Roads project does is actually ask volunteers to go and be on toad patrol. What this means is that the volunteers stand there um, at dusk and dawn when the frogs are most active. They're, of course, the volunteers themselves are very cautious of the traffic and very, very safe and careful. But if they see any frogs that are trying to cover, uh, cross the road and might be in danger of the cars, they go along with their buckets, they pick the frogs up and transport them over to the other side so they cross the road. And I just cannot get the image out of my head of like a little frog lollipop lady or a lollipop man crossing the road and helping the frogs. And did you know that in 2019... More than 107,000 toads were helped across roads by the toad patrols. So well done to the toad patrols out there. Um, There's loads of other ways that we can help frogs as well. And if you want to find out more, head on to the Frog Life website um, and you can find out more about how to help frogs in your garden. Now, we're almost out of time for today. It's coming towards the end of the show, but I think we've got time for some Joel Corey. We are coming towards the end of our Saturday Splash Hour, where we have been celebrating all sorts of weird and wonderful frogs from around the world. And of course, there are so many frogs around us in southwest London. We've got frogs, we've got toads, we've even got newts. We are super, super lucky. And if you are wanting to keep an eye on your froggy friends, one thing you can do is log piles. Frogs love log piles. So if you've got any log piles in your garden or if you see some out, leave them be. Also, keep an eye on your cat (laughs) that's always a good idea if you want to help wildlife as well get your cat a little bell make sure they're not stalking up on any little froggies or any little birds out there Um, and keep an eye on our frogs 
We will be back next week where we'll be discussing more weird and wonderful nature from southwest London and around the world. We have the Riversiders, our Saturday radio club students joining us from 11. But for now, that was Saturday Splash and we'll see you next week. <laughs>